Live from Studio B, this is Proudly Made in Canada by Local Laundry. I'm one of your hosts, Connor Curran, and our other co-hosts are here with us today, coming from their Studio Bs, a.k.a. their basements. Uh, we have Dustin Paisley. Say hello. Hello, everyone. And we also have the incredible uh, Kathleen Smiley. Say hello there, Kathleen. Hi, guys. Very good. Thank you so much for joining. Super excited. I think we, this is... Uh, you know, this is episode 16, and this is the first time we've actually had a Calgary A-lister on the podcast. He graciously uh, accepted our invitation. He has been a mentor uh, to us at Local Honor for a long time now and a huge advocate for all things community and giving back. Uh, we have Mr. James from a fantastic uh, gelato company here in town called Righteous Gelato. Welcome, James. Thanks so much for having us on. Oh gosh, so many kind words. Thank you for uh, for having me. It's a pleasure, and uh, you guys rock. I just wanted to start by just saying how awesome you are before we get into anything else. All right, uh, and that's the podcast, ladies and gentlemen. gentlemen uh, thank you so much for joining. <laughs> that's that's all we want. We just want that sound bite, James. I really appreciate that. Thank you so much. But the, it's very true. I mean, you've always kind of been there for Dustin. Anytime we kind of had a, a particular issue, whether around leadership or organization or other things, you know, we, we've come to you in the past and, and um, you've always welcomed with open arms. One of the biggest takeaways uh, that I've always had from you is, is never ask someone to pick their brains. You, you always, you don't <laughs> like when people ask, can I pick your brain? Cause we're not zombies. And I always think of you every time someone asks me, Hey, can I pick your brain? And I'm like, no, <laughs> dude, don't, don't say that. No zombies. Yeah. Don't say that. But no, and all honesty, the biggest lesson we've learned from you is definitely, you know, always remember where you came from. And that's, you know, we, we've, we've seen a little bit of success and growth here since our business been open in the past five years, but that's always the one thing that you, that you, um, you always kind of, you know, taught us is always, Remember where you come from. Don't forget those who got you to where you are, and that's something that really, really sticks with us. So there's a lot. Of, there's a lot of James tidbits. You know, just coming to think of it, like always give someone give someone something to say yes to. That's that's yeah. one of the James. That's something that we uh, we use frequently. Awesome. Yeah, I mean, I mean, uh, you, you guys, uh, you do spectacular work, and it's a pleasure to be a, a part of your journey and in a, a little way as it is, and. And uh, just grateful to be here today to share uh, share what we can about what's going on with us, and then obviously the the world outside. Perfect. Well, uh, on that note, why don't you take us away? Tell us a little bit about who you are, what you do, and this amazing organization that you're involved with. Yeah, sure. Uh, my name's James. I uh, I lead a purpose driven company called Righteous Gelato. A few might know us uh, previously under the F word, um, but we uh, we've worked diligently to to get to a point now. Uh, you know, we're eleven years in, and and we're embarking on new opportunities. And and really, that was the the sentiment around getting uh, getting to choose uh, a name that we could be proud of. Uh, so, you know, if the last 10 were what they were, you know, the next 100, we really hope are righteous. Um, the thing that um, I think I, I've really come to learn in the last little bit about our business, uh, which is handcrafting gelato here in uh, Calgary, Alberta, Canada, and then sharing it across the country and soon to be in the United States as well. Um, is that, uh, you know, there's so many moments in business um, where your uh, fear uh, of, of maybe making the big hard decisions uh, prohibits you from really doing what you love and what you want. And for our team right now, it's a cultural uh, adventure time where we're doing so many cool things, even in light of what's going on in the world. And, and I think in a weird way, 
this time for us has given us uh, the pause and moment to reflect on really adding the the energy and spirit of righteous back into what we do every day. So, absolutely, I love it. Uh, let's start a little bit back from. Uh, I know you've been you've, you've answered this question a thousand times. Let's start. You know, how did you, you got into to, to, to gelato in the first place? I know it's never been an easy road. You're no stranger to adversity and obstacles and overcoming them. But I'd love just you know. Real, real quick, Hilo, how you kind of got into the gelato game because it's a pretty interesting story. Yeah, I, I always say gelato <laughs> chose me. It's uh, it was something that uh, you know was was foreign to the folks in in Calgary and uh, had the opportunity to take over what was once uh, a single scoop shop um, that uh, didn't go so hot for a few reasons. Uh, we had uh, a fire in '09 in our facility, and then five months later, our landlord told us to get lost, and so. Uh, <laughs> During those tough times, we learn a lot, but um, I think the sentiment that, that really stuck with me was it was so enjoyable to to see the, the happiness that, that this product we were crafting brought to people, and it would be a shame if we if we gave up at any moment. So uh, forged ahead, and, and uh, you know, one tiny spoonful at a time, we, we kept sharing the, the, the love and joy uh, through events and and so on to local restaurants and whatnot. And and now here we are, uh, you know, 11 years later, um, having a, a, the ride of our lives and, and available in a, a lot of small towns across the country as well as big metropolitan, so. That's incredible, absolutely incredible. And so you went on this journey, you know, it was a bit of a rocky start and now you're at a place, 11 years into the game, new new name, you're now Righteous Gelato. Tell us, walk us a little bit behind the, the rationale and reasoning behind the, the name switch. Yeah, I mean, uh, as as I mentioned earlier, you know, out of the gate, we we faced uh, considerable adversity and, and made decisions to to forge ahead. And throughout the years, whether it was the flood of thirteen and and uh, going through that challenge, losing eighty to ninety percent of our business overnight, or or the fire in our facility in fifteen sixteen, um, and making the conscious decision to to fight through what seemingly seemed to be the end of us. Um, we got to a point in, in uh, late 18, 19, where um, we, were, we were doing a lot of great work in Canada uh, and then had the opportunity to, to start chatting about uh, new countries, uh, namely, namely the, uh, the US. There's some great folks down there who really love not only the product we make, but uh, what our company stands for. And um, there was a, a bit of a, a series of unfortunate events, but we lost uh, the trademarks to uh, the old name in, in the U.S. a while back. And and we got uh, to a point now where, you know, for us to, to go ahead with what we wanted to accomplish, um, it wasn't possible under that name. And, uh, yeah, I think, you know, it's, it's such an interesting discovery of the name because we – we got to really sink our teeth into who we are and what we stand for. And what we realized was it was, it was really about doing the right thing and, and community at the, the heart of everything that we, we do. And, and we kept writing down names and words and what, what, what it sounded like, what it looked like, you know, they call it brand essence, I guess. And, and then we got to this point where it just kind of happened. It, it might've been uh, finding Nemo when crush is going through the waves or, or maybe Ross asking for some righteous mac and cheese, but uh, <laughs> we uh, we laughed when we first kind of wrote it down, and then it just kept coming back. And a big part of that was, um, you know, my dog Shaka, who's always been a part of the brand. He uh, he embodied that Hawaiian spirit, and 
and good vibes only. And uh, kind of that was the easy word. Shaka Gelato might have been the one we chose, but uh, you know the the team uh, pushed hard and, and we came together on on a word that we're extremely proud of. And I mean, even even though we've only been a couple weeks under the new name, uh, it feels like it's been ours forever. Yeah, it really does. It's a name that really, really fits. And I have to commend you and your team. It seemed like such a seamless transition. You know, it was like overnight, someone just like drew drew the curtain and gone was the old company company name. And here is the brand new company name. It's so like true. nothing ever happened. I mean, you get the, you know, you're, you're from your all your social to your company car and, you know, the, you know, everything. It just was so natural. I really commend you and your team because it's a difficult thing to do. Like, yeah, I mean, I uh, uh, I think one of the the beauties of of uh, all the things we've been through. Thanks, thanks for for the the props there because I do think you know we've we've felt the weight and and stress of of what has to happen. It's kind of like uh, you go to a concert and the rock band gets on stage and everything <laughs> looks like it, it went out off without a hitch. But it took you know hundreds if not thousands of hours of practice and orchestration and uh, I think one of the things for us is as we we leaned towards this decision um, we were we were truly a, a well uh, orchestrated team because it just seemed like every time we ran into a hitch or it didn't feel like it was going to happen in time um, we just worked tirelessly to to materialize the 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 launch on on april 20th and and the fun thing about that day for us romantically in a way is uh that day april 20th 11 years prior in 2009 was the day i was supposed to open the first shop and so 11 years later to the day uh you know we were we were this rebirth of of who we were supposed to be the entire time that's really cool i love that what, what have you guys seen um w within the business as a result of of COVID, you know, and, and kind of hearing you talk and hearing about your story before that there probably wasn't any other company that was maybe not more prepared, but more used to something like this being thrown at them. So I'm sure for you guys, it was a little bit of business as usual, but uh, what have you guys done to, to kind of pivot or change or adapt to, to what's happening? Yeah, I think it's two parts. Uh, I, I'm, I'm with you a hundred percent. You know, we're, we're sort of a sum of all of our experiences and, when I look at what the team has been through and, and what we've navigated in the past, uh, as this uh, pandemic approached, uh, we acted with a lot of uh, um, care and, and consistency. We were in a place where we kind of almost knew the decisions that had to be made. And, and one of the first ones we kind of did was close our, our cafe. We did it kind of uh, behind the scenes, less publicly uh, on the 12th or 13th just as things started to emerge because we wanted to keep not only our, our, our people safe, but also our facility. Um, you know, if you think about a, a manufacturing space that welcomes the public in and if that were to be compromised, I mean, we're kind of, we're kind of hooped. So, uh, that was the, the biggest sort of first step. And then, you know, clear communication with the team, honest communication about the uncertainty. Uh, and then day by day, we just, we just kept making the right, uh, decisions, whether it was around safety of our people, our protocol within the building, um, how we were monitoring our, our, our sales information, our data uh, at retail, as well as uh, our own stuff. And I think uh, I said to my leadership team, I feel like I've learned more about my business in the last eight weeks than I did in 10 years before, because 
there there really has never been a time where the world has has kind of hit its own pause button and while there is still so much going on in the world um you know we are we are we are busy in different ways but it's allowed us to sort of recalibrate and i think that's um the best part i i i think that our team has wholeheartedly leaned towards seizing this moment to really get our our ducks in a row so that we can be uh, not only prepared for tomorrow uh, and the immediate future, but but be better for for things to come. Uh, you know, five, ten, twenty years from now. Absolutely, yeah. And I think that's that's what we have to kind of take it out as all business owners and even as individuals. Is yes, it's we're in the midst of a pandemic, one that we haven't seen in you know about a hundred years or so. And but there is opportunity amongst all this. There is positive. It is exactly what you make out of it. You know, and I think you know even us as a business, we've taken taking a lot of time and had some self-reflection and said, you know what, how are we going to come out of this stronger and better, you know, and not let it blow us over, you know? So yeah. I, I really, really commend you for, for what you guys have done. And and so like walk us through, what are some of the, what are some of the day, daily changes that, that have happened? I mean, obviously shut down the, the cafe. I mean, have, have you seen an increase in, in, in sales through all the grocery stores? Cause they're still open and, you know, yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's all very um, unique, I would say. So, I mean, just quickly to touch on your point there about uh, you know season season the day, um, we learned, or you know, in in twenty thirteen especially when eighty to ninety percent of our business was lost during the Alberta floods because we weren't in grocery yet. Uh, that this you know this kind of stuff will happen. It's it's unpredictable. Um, it doesn't matter what. What market segment you're in, or what what consumer you service, um, you know there there will time at some time in the lifespan of your business where where part of it is is uh, debilitated, and so that was the shift for us into grocery then, and you know we learned a a, a ton from that, and fast forward to to today. Um, we knew sort of the same thing would occur. So, you know, we have a, a significant amount of our business that is uh, on the menus of, of some of the, the best restaurants in town and then also across the nation. And and that that business uh, disappeared overnight. Um, and we we said, you know, what what do we what do we want to do with this um, opportunity? You know, it sounds weird to say that, but we well, that's uh, exactly what it is. Yeah, yeah, and we we got together and we looked at some of the things we we had said no to. You know, like uh, the hardest thing to do in in business is say no, and and so we've had a few of those, and and we're in the process of materializing some some new lines of of business that are really things we never really thought about, and uh, we'll see those come to light here shortly. I can't talk too much about them; they're they're kind of on the DL, but um, it's it's opening our eyes a little bit to uh, not only how big some some different channels can be for us uh but also uh about sort of how profitable they can be as well because the margins are different when you sort of have to when you take away sort of the service aspect or or for us in grocery there's there's kind of a squeeze on on promotions and and uh all that stuff so i think all in all it's um the biggest things for us have been uh you know never stop being creative or thinking differently about the things that we can do and then i would say on the the business operations standpoint you know the biggest thing and i've been sharing this a lot in in some calls with other uh food manufacturers is is employee safety is is like number one and our team is is everything and we took steps immediately to segregate the teams we built out an a b and a c team 
so that in the event that somebody did get ill, uh, we could switch out the teams and and not have too much impact. Um, we've, we've we we start all of our our training and our 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 company with cross training, so everybody kind of knows how to do different things. They may not be experts at it, that's for sure, but um, you know they can step in and lend a hand, and and that's that teamwork that that we uh, we've really built our organization on. Um, and then just, I, I think mental health uh, is a big one. We, you know, we've, we've got a thing called the got to go policy and in, in the uh, normal course of business, if somebody's got something going on in life, they, they can sort of, you know, raise that card. Um, but during this time, it's been uh, a, a big consideration just for all of our leadership to, to have uh, those, those, those constant calls and communication with the team, whether they're working remotely or, or in, in, uh, in production and, and just, you know, if, if somebody needs a day because they're not, not feeling so hot, not so much that they're sick, but just their mental health is off. Um, we've given them that flexibility and freedom, uh, to do so. So I think all in all, it's just, you know, every decision is a fork in the road and you can choose, uh, courage or comfort, maybe as Brene Brown would say, but you you kind of just got to be courageous and, and make the right decisions for for the people, and the business should take care of itself. Then that's great. I love that. Uh, another another James expression: um, build something that matters. Tell <laughs> us what that means to you. What that means to the company. How have you embodied that? Yeah, we uh, that that sort of happened uh, somewhere along the line that it just kind of stuck. But uh, you know, we uh, we've got two that are are very pervasive in the organization right now. So build something that matters is is we all have an opportunity within uh, business to either design and build a, a product or service that we think can make money. You know, that's the the book on the shelf that people refer to as business and say, you know, you can you can build a business and make money. That's the, the equation. Um, for us, I think, you know, uh, a few parts to it. I never went to business school, so it kind of came into this just excited, we'll say. Uh, it wasn't so much about, I think I can get rich here or make money even. Uh, we always laugh that we're kind of a not nonprofit or not-for-profit business because uh, most days it feels that way. But in the course of that, you realize like, you know, whether it's the impression you have on on the people that enjoy your product right now, we're, we're privileged to really get to do some exciting stuff as you guys are with, uh, with the healthcare workers and, and the, the feedback and joy coming from those people. Um, that's kind of where it starts. And then it translates through to your people and your team. And, and you know, part of our lives working. So if our parents go home and, and they're excited and, and feel good uh, about things, then um, that's that's an important part is, is enriching a family life for people. Uh, and then all the way through to, to business. So as you guys maybe mentioned off the top, um, you know, when we've built our company in the way that we have as thoughtfully as we have, um, it matters and it matters to organizations like Local Laundry and, and other folks that kind of, you know, have looked to us to help answer some of those questions when business seems to start being about business and really business has always been about people for us. And then the other one that, that I wanted to share that's really kind of come into our, our sites is long ago, we put the statement on the stairs going up to our, our team area for these teal stairs. And it's kind of fun. People take photos on them and stuff, but it says, uh, create something that'll make the world awesome. And as we went through this exercise of really discovering our brand, um, we got to this point where, uh, 
we're really proud to do that. We're proud to create something that really does make the world more awesome uh, each and every day. So these two things kind of co collide together. And, and at the end of the day, we try to remain financially sustainable so we can be around tomorrow to enrich people's lives as well. But um, that's that's kind of the, the ethos of, of everybody has a choice to build a company. And I say, build a company you'd want your dad or mom to work for because my dad's been with us for almost seven years now, but that's really building something that matters. Absolutely. And, and I did want to take this opportunity to, to personally say thank you. You know, I was going to send you an email, but I wanted to take take the opportunity on, on the podcast and, and say face to face uh, virtually anyways, that, you know, my wife, she's uh, she's a registered nurse at the foothills. And she sent me a message when you guys dropped off a bunch of gelato for all the healthcare workers at the foothills. I, I kid you not, like I'd never seen someone more excited over gelato in their, in their lives. Oh, like man. she was so pumped. And, and I don't, I just wanted to say thing cause I don't think, yeah, it was a great thing to do, but I don't think you'll ever know the impact that it had on those nurses and healthcare professionals, because oh, I know firsthand just driving her to work every day, you know, the hospitals aren't overrun. Nobody's panicking. It's not the end of the world, but they're just, there's a constant level of stress. Everyone's on edge. Every day she goes in, you know, is this the day where I'm going to have some bad luck with a COVID patient and I'm going to catch it. And just to have that moment that like five minutes where they get to sit down and enjoy some tasty gelato and just forget about everything else. You know, it really, really meant the world to her. So, and, and as well as everyone else. So even if it was just a small gesture, it had a really, really big impact. So I just wanted from her, she wanted me to tell you, you know, just just how uh, how thankful she was and and how much it really helped her and her colleagues. So, oh man, I can tell you, uh, I can tell you that I get a little choked up in these moments, but uh, yeah, that uh, that means the world, man. That's uh, yeah. we we have the we have the power to to do those things uh, each and every day, and um, I know there's been a lot of. A lot of noise, uh, you know. A lot of people trying to do what they can to to support, and and it's all all really magnificent. And we kind of took the approach uh, this time around, um, you know. Obviously, being focused on on getting the new name out, but um, you know, we've done a lot of work uh, as silent uh, silent shepherds in in the background, and and it's nice to hear. Uh, it, uh, it's making that kind of difference. So thanks. Oh, absolutely. And I can tell you the gelato was gone like that. It was, <laughs> it was like swallowed into the void. It was gone. And, and I know, I, I, I don't know if you like us or hate us to keep bringing us up, but that, that brings up another good James lesson that, I, that, uh, <laughs> that you told, told me. And, you know, cause I remember one time we were discussing, you know, some project that we were working on together and uh, you know, we, there's a charitable component. I was like, yeah, if there's a great charitable component, we can, you know, throw it out to all the news media and outlets and, you know, we can get some news coverage and you're like, no, 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 no. That's, that's not the point of what we're trying to do. You know, that's, that is not what we're after at all. And you, you got to kind of change your mindset to that. You know, if that's, if that's what you want to do, that's the reason you're doing all this community stuff, then you're in it for the wrong reasons. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, just what you said, that example with the foothills and the gelato was the prime example, that silent shepherd, you know, I, I really love that because you guys, you guys would have done that, you know, you, if even if it was completely unbranded, white labeled, you know, just dropped off a big bucket of gelato, you know, it, it didn't matter. It wasn't, it wasn't a PR thing. It wasn't, you know, let's do, it was just, let's do some good. Let's give these, uh, these hard workers a little bit of reprieve. So just another, wow. another, another life lesson for, for, uh, everyone who's listening. Ah, uh, she's on bless you. Thank you. <laughs> well, let's talk a little bit, a little bit more about some of the fun stuff that, that you guys, uh, mm -hmm. you guys are doing, you know, because it is a, if anyone's ever been to 
um, to the headquarters, you know, it, you walk in and it's just, it's almost like going into Willy Wonka's factory. Like everyone there is so bright and cheery. You know, it's such a fun place. My wife and I did the, the gelato Academy, one of the greatest presents I ever got my wife. She went nuts. You know, she absolutely loved it. And uh, it was, it's just a fun place to be around. And, and it looks like it's a fun place to work as well. So I want to talk a little bit more about the fun stuff. Um, sure. You know, how, how do you guys kind of come up with, uh, with some of your flavors? <laughs> flavors and names oh man What's the process? <laughs> well well the secret is is uh, not to take yourself too seriously um i think it, it at the heart of it it starts with uh you know us really intentionally kind of having our ears to the ground and, and understanding you know what it is that people like i mean we're in the business of serving serving others and and when you start to listen to what they want or what they're looking for um you know on that simple premise you can solve a problem and and I've, I've kind of always uh, leaned towards the idea of if you, you know, if you do the right things, the money will come. So the motivation behind um, any of our new creations is really about the, the care for how people uh, are enjoying them. So we, um, you know, we leaned in early on, on dairy free with our, our raspberry lime, mango, pineapple or our sorbettos. And we kept getting requests for, for something that was a little more decadent. And so uh, dairy-free dark chocolate came onto our radar as, as something that would really sort of solve both sides of the equation. And so we went out and we bought everything else that every other company makes and we tabled it for the whole team at our, our team lunch and everybody had a scoop and, and uh, it, was, it was appalling. It was like so sad. It was so sad that, that companies had made this product, sort of innovated it, like the steps are insane. It's like you come up with the idea and then you make the product and then a bunch of people taste it and then someone manufactures it, they craft it and then it goes to the store and it's garbage. And that's <laughs> so sad. And I, I remember this, this moment for us because I was just like, I just, I just want it to be good. Like it wasn't mm. about making money or like what certain things would be. It was like, just make it delicious. Mm. And that's like a word we think about all the time is like delicious. Like that's the expression. And, uh, and so that, that was the start of, of realizing that, that, that consumer that, that, you know, is lactose intolerant really is underserved in a big way. And, and again, not as a, a business opportunity, but just as like a simple human practice of taking care of others. So we, uh, we started playing around with some stuff. I was away with my dad last year and we were in, uh, we were in Italy and then I went back for my honeymoon and, and kept coming to this one shop that I'm a big fan of in Italy that makes delicious gelato. And they were doing this dairy-free pistachio and I was just like, man, they are killing it. And really when you think about, you know, the fats within nuts, you can create this texture. So we just started mucking around and, and, uh, the team worked on some ideas on the marketing and sales side and then you know our, our team works really sort of like collaboratively on on the creation of it and then our innovation team kind of you know dots the dots the i's and crosses the t's on how how it how it'll be made and and doesn't fall apart when when it when it does get made um because we can have some crazy ideas and and through that process uh dairy-free peanut butter chocolate that'll be uh really sort of launched here in may got created and it's like it is a it's an anthem it is that <laughs> Um, and then uh, salted hazelnut's been one that we've always done with dairy uh, in the in the test kitchen, and and we launched it dairy free, and it is just lights out. And then uh, the the real uh, sort of hit uh, is uh, peanut butter jam, dairy free peanut butter jam, 
and um, it is it is like record breaking good. And really, yeah. So so you put these four four new guys out on the shelf, and and you're doing this in the middle of a pandemic while you change your name because you got nothing <laughs> else to do, and and uh, people are losing their minds. And so um, really, it just comes back to like uh, that idea of just like not taking ourselves too seriously, having some fun paying attention to like what people, what people want, you know, like what they deserve. And then we, uh, we haven't really talked about it. So this might be the debut for, for the local laundry fans, but very shortly, if not already, uh, on the shelves of, of Sobeys and Safeway exclusively across the nation, we did, uh, four dairy free kombucha flavors that, uh, are, are sorbetto kombucha and they are, banging they're so <laughs> they're like they're like record-breaking good like ginger peach dairy-free kombucha sorbetto i mean i dare you to not like it like that's how good it is <laughs> i love it i'm, so, I'm a so huge yeah. kombucha fan i can't wait to sink my teeth into some of that so when oh, when is that it's it's uh they they've already gone sort of to where they need to go and i think in some markets they've they've hit shelves we haven't started to talk about it because kind of for us we want to make sure it's in all the stores one of our our lessons over time is that we we tried to tell people about great things we we had created before they kind of got across the country into all the stores and then people would be furious with us because it's like uh bragging about uh how good something is but no one can taste it so we <laughs> We kind of lay 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 low for a while, and some fans show us that it's in the market with some photos, and then all of a sudden we'll we'll make some noise and and share the good news. I love it. One thing we did steal from you guys is anytime your your team members go into a shop or a store that carries your gelato, they have to go by and check up on the children. Yeah, I absolutely love yeah. it. We we steal we've stolen that. So anytime like Dustin's at the mall or I'm at, walking by one of our stores, we always go in and take a picture and we're like. Just checking up on the children's checking up yeah. on how you doing well i i think man like that is that is like i i coach some other small smaller uh, uh cpg brands consumer package good brands about this it's like you know if that if that's the thing that puts food on the table turns the lights on puts mm -hmm. clothes on your back like it is a it is first and foremost a privilege to be in any of those stores like holy moly like you you like you're lucky just to have that at bat and then, and then to be able to go in there and like, just make sure it looks good. You know, things are straight. It's not all a mess. Um, and then, you know, the greatest thing that comes from that is somebody walks up and they're about to buy haagen or Ben and Jerry's or something, you know, not quite as delicious. And, uh, and then you just say, Hey, have you, have you tried this? And then they're like, Oh no, I haven't tried it. And then you get to share, you know, for the team, they're like, you know, imagine you're a production team member and you're doing that and you get to share, well, I made that. And then the person's like, pardon me, like, sorry, you made this. Like, People don't make things. How did you make this? Or like for me, I'm like, yeah, I actually uh, got, got the company started. And they're like, what? Like, that's insane. And then they're like, now they get to go share that story with their family or friends. And all of a sudden this word of mouth marketing, just from being genuine, from being sincere, from being authentic is like, it's it's really really makes a huge difference and people underestimate it man i love that i love that. that's so true well we don't want to take up too much more of your time but i just have a few uh few quick questions for you real rapid fire real quick uh 
A, what is your personal favorite flavor? Do you have one? Is that like picking oh, yeah. your children, your favorite <laughs> child? What is your favorite? I mean, they're all they're all so good. Um, we we really have made a commitment to not sell things that suck. So, uh, um, raspberry lime is was my first child. It was the first innovation of uh, a normal Italian flavor, and just threw some lime juice in it, and and next thing you know, it's our number one seller. And uh, yeah, and then of the new new flavors, uh, I mean, the salted hazelnut is lights out, and and uh, I mean, PB and J is super dangerous too. So, but Raspberry lime all day, every day. I love that. Now, as as a clothing company owner, um, I can't speak for Dustin, but I can speak for myself. I'm never not in local laundry. I wear it every single day, and I love it. So I wanted to know, how much gelato do you eat on any given day? <laughs> uh, well, when uh, so we have free gelato for the team when, when we're open. So people generally take a, a scoop or two throughout the day. Um, we do uh, what's called sensory. So we get to taste flavors every day, kind of between 10 and 11. I know it sounds like a terrible place to do it, right? Um, so that I get a little bit of a fix from that. And then uh, I would say uh, almost every night I have some at home. So well-stocked freezer. I got a whole drawer. It's kind of like uh, uh, you open it, it's like glows and it's magical. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's, uh, there when I can tell when a day goes by and I haven't had it cause I maybe get a bit grouchy, but, um, <laughs> the good thing is again, you know, we're so focused on, on making sure that it is as healthy as can be, whether that's lowering our sugar content or, or obviously natural ingredients, nothing, nothing and, um, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's delicious. It's hard to resist. So. Love it. One last question for you, probably the most annoying question you get all the time, and, and one that's probably burning a lot of people who are listening to ears. What is the difference between gelato, ice cream, and sorbet or sorbetto? Just so everyone knows. Well, before I answer your question, I just wanted to know if you know Ernie's favorite type of ice cream. Ernie, like my my wife? No, like oh, your wife's name is Ernie. I didn't know. Well, that. that's her nickname. Her name's Ernie. Yeah. So okay, I well. Call her. I call her Ernie. I was like, how did James know about Ernie? No, like Ernie, Ernie from Sesame Street. Uh, I don't know. What is his favorite? Sherbert. Sure, <laughs> <laughs> uh, fast, fast and Furious. Uh, gelato is, uh, is an old world craft. It's got less air. That's why it's dense, less sugar. That's why it's healthy and less fat. Uh, than ice cream because it's made with milk instead of cream. Uh, ice cream is uh, a version of that that might be a akin to coming from uh, a great European country and then uh, being Americanized. Um, there's lots of great ice cream out there. We're fans. We like it. But, I mean, gelato is the preferred version uh, based on health and uh, and deliciousness. And then uh, sorbet or sorbetto for us is a dairy-free version. So it starts with uh, some fresh water, uh, cane sugar, fresh fruit, and we're off to the races on those guys. So Amazing. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Well, I don't want to take up too much more of your time here. Uh, Dustin, why don't you take us away? So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sign us out today by reading all the flavors of Righteous Gelato. And if uh, your mouth isn't watering like mine is, well, there's something wrong with you. <laughs> sea salted caramel, 
Earl Grey Lavender London Fog, Dark Chocolate Caramel Sea Salt, Bourbon Vanilla Bean, Matcha Green Tea Honey, Frozen Hot Chocolate, Dairy-Free Toasted Coconut, Dairy-Free Dark Chocolate, Dairy-Free Peanut Butter and Jam, Dairy-Free Roasted Pistachio, Dairy-Free Salted Hazelnut, Dairy-Free Chocolate Peanut Butter, Dairy-Free Zesty Lemon, Dairy-Free Strawberry Rhubarb, Dairy-Free Strawberry Frosé, Dairy-Free Mango Pineapple, Dairy-Free Passion Fruit Lemonade, and Dairy-Fruit Raspberry Lime. I think I left out a few, but those sound pretty delicious. I mean, my mouth is watering. James, now say them all backwards by memory. Yeah, just like reading the alphabet backwards too. And and for those folks wondering where to get it, I mean, every local grocer here in in Alberta's got it. So just walk down the street, and if you can't find it, just ask somebody. And then we're going to be launching our new online store, our our new website, RegisterLotto.com. If you haven't checked it out yet, jump on there. There's lots of cool cool things to learn, and and we had some fun in designing it. It's it's a it's a work of art, I would say. And then the new online store that'll be ready to ship get this we're going to be able to ship anywhere almost anywhere in canada overnight as of uh the end of may and really that came back to a lot of fans saying they couldn't find certain things or get our test kitchen exclusives and so we've really spent a lot of time and energy getting this this thing to where it needs to be it's uh jen from our team's number one priority she's uh probably loving and hating it every day but uh Doing an amazing job getting it off the ground, and and I'm excited because I mean, it's uh, it's been an excuse for too long that we couldn't solve the ecom game, um, and really it comes back to just making sure that we're enriching people's lives uh, across the country. Amazing. Well, we're really looking forward to it. Uh, please have your team reach out to us with all the all the links to all your social, all the links to your where they can get all this good stuff online, and we'll share that out as well. Really looking forward to getting this episode out. Thank you so much for for being with us, James. It's it's been an absolute pleasure, and thank you for always being there for us and and helping us uh, when when we need help the most. So um, I say that on, on our behalf and as well as everyone else who you and your team have helped. So thank you very much. Thank you. Uh, this has been proudly made in Canada by Local Laundry. My name is Connor Kern, and Dustin, uh, take us away. Thanks so much for listening, and until next time.